Hey, Supers. Welcome back to the Entrepreneurs. Took a couple days off there, uh, but we're back to make this go as quick as we can. Let's jump right into the craziness that's going on in the world. Evergrande boss sells mansions and jets to pay debt. I'm going to ding the bell for this one because... Uh, that's not something that you would normally see happen here uh, in the States, but I am very uh, excited to hear that somebody, you know, that is sitting at the top of their game uh, is willing to sacrifice for what they have uh, or now selling. Uh, so, yeah, so it says uh, real estate agents say each is worth $100 million uh, with the, let's see, so he pledged. Uh, three luxury homes in the city to investors. And he's also apparently selling off his, uh, what's he got? Uh, two Gulfstream jets. He sold both of those. He also sold a private Airbus and a 60-meter yacht, That, uh, but there's no word on their fate. Less obvious assets are also up for grabs. The source says the billionaire has also been selling some of his art and calligraphy collection. Uh, Hui rose to uh, from humble origins in a Chinese village. Four years ago, his net worth was an estimated $45 billion. That's pretty incredible. Uh, but it's now down to around $11 billion, which just goes to show you how quick, you know, what goes up can come down. Speaking of what must go up must come down, McDonald's is returning the egg McMuffin to its original price. The reason I wanted to bring this up uh, is because, well, not just because the egg McMuffin is iconic, it is turning 50 years old, but... Uh, and they decided that on Thursday, I guess that is tomorrow, the Egg McMuffin it will be available at its original price. It's just $0.63 cents during breakfast hours, 6 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. The promotion will be offered exclusively on the McDonald's app as the restaurant looks to boost its nationwide rewards program. So the thing here, also, they have uh, popular fan hacks of the sandwich that include a, the, uh, they make the Egg McMuffin a, quote, little extra. Uh, but the important thing here is, is that they have something, uh, of, of value, right? So, uh, the value is the McMuffin has been around for 50 years. Can't believe that. Uh, but the, the idea here is, is like, let's take the anniversary and turn it into a marketing opportunity for our app, right? That's the kind of thinking. Now I'm not a huge McDonald's fan or anything, but that's the kind of thinking that you need to be thinking about how can I take something and, and they could have easily just been like, Hey, from, from 6am to 7am, we're going to offer it, uh, for 63 cents at the window. But no, they didn't do that. They added, you know, four and a half hours through their breakfast window. Plus, getting people to get into the app so they could do online ordering. That's a huge win. That's a huge win for you to think about what you can do to promote your business uh, and and create something out of literally out of nothing because the, the egg McMuffin will be there for the rest of the day plus all day tomorrow. I think they still have all day breakfast. I'm not sure. But what I am sure of is that Target tops earning uh, earnings estimates, but shares fall as retailers focuses on keeping customer prices low. Target topped earnings for the fiscal third quarter as seasonal uh, moments uh, like Halloween and back to school boosted their sales. The retailer raised a, uh, its forecast comp- saying 
that comparable sales could rise as at, at between a high single digit and low uh, double digit pace in the holiday period. And Brian Cornell, CEO, said the company is focused on value as price prices of food and gas and more rise. Uh, as consumers face sticker shock, it is down 4.77% on the, uh, with their stock at the moment. But ding, ding for Target for re- recognizing that, hey, you know, this isn't necessarily the time to be taking record profits. I, I get that, you know, well, Target didn't necessarily have a bad, you know, 2020 either. Neither did any of the major retailers uh, because they, they kind of pivoted their focus. They did delivery to your car blah, 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 the things we all know about and have lived through and that have been ramped up because of. So I want to point out, hey, good on Target. And you know what? They're going to be rewarded with those those low prices because guess what? Christmas ain't even here yet. It's not even December yet. And they uh, the, the, uh, the logic is that Christmas uh, is going to push people even further uh, as apparently savings accounts and, and credit is up, uh, even though inflation is up. I mean, heck, one of my credit cards just raised their uh, the, my credit limit on one of my cards. And it's one of the cards that, like, they don't get, they don't usually do that. But, hey, Christmas is coming. They're like, hey, you know what? We want people to, to purchase things. We don't want to, you know, we don't want the, 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 the awesomeness to end. So we're going to do things to keep people coming in the door. If we raise prices, then guess what? People are going to stop coming in the door. If you raise them to a point where it's like, oh, it's apparently obvious or, or, or blatantly obvious that there's a problem uh, with inflation, then people will stop coming to your place. And it's a play to get people going to Target than it is for them to go somewhere else. Speaking of going somewhere else, whoo, man, Rivian is going to the moon. Uh, Rivian has $0 in revenue and is now the third most valuable car maker on the planet. That is insane. But just goes to show you that even a 12-year-old startup with no revenue and is now uh, is now the third most valuable car maker. The electric vehicle maker has uh, been public for all of one week, but its share price has more than doubled in that time, valuing Rivian uh, at more than $140 billion dollars. Just ahead of Volkswagen at 139 uh, billion, and third behind, uh, placed behind Toyota at 30, uh, 306 billion, and Tesla at one trillion dollars. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But what's more crazy is that uh, the, that these new companies are being bet on so heavily. Uh, that it's that these old, you know, the legacy automakers are not uh, necessarily keeping pace with the amount of value. So, is it a bubble? It might be. Uh, personally, I won't be investing in Rivian, but uh, I do want to see them do well. Uh, and the early reports of of their vehicles uh, from some influencers here on YouTube that got to go and check them out, uh, especially their truck or specifically their truck, uh, or it's really positive. Like one of the, you know, in theory, one of the best uh, electric vehicles uh, on the, or well, soon to be on the market. So we will keep an eye on that. 
keeping an eye on retail sales rise faster than expected in October, even as inflation pushes hot prices higher. Retail sales rose 1.7% in October, both for all items and excluding uh, all items and excluding autos. Uh, price pressures fueled the spending increase led by online shopping and gasoline. Inflation has been rising at the fastest pace in 30 years, but consumers don't appear to be curtailing their purchases. No, people people have a lot of pent-up demand. I mean, we see this with concerts. We see this with events and things of that nature. People want to things to go and get back to normal, even though we're still kind of in this pre-post-pandemic period, uh, and it's not quite over yet. Uh, speaking of not over yet, taxes aren't the only reason Elon Musk is still apparently selling his stocks. Uh, CEO Elon Musk faces a potential tax, uh, tax bill of more than $10 billion on stock options that he was granted in 2012. Musk started exercising the options Monday, exercising $2.5 billion in shares and selling $1.1 billion of those exercised options to pay the taxes. But he continued to sell additional stock, and it's likely those stock sales were unrelated to the stock options exercises he must complete by August. This means the future stock sales are likely. Now, I know me, Kevin, here on YouTube had talked about where uh, he was exercising those stocks, so he was selling stocks to be able to get stocks. Stocks, and then he was getting basically getting paid to exercise the stock options that he had received. So cool, uh, but you know it, it might be you know he might feel like he's in a little bit of a bubble and an opp- opportunity to take some profits off the table, stash some money away, pay that tax bill, and uh, and make you know make uh, maybe make something else happen. Maybe he's got another venture uh, up his sleeve that he needs some startup capital for. Uh, finally today, Peloton shares rise after company nets $1 billion in discounted stock sale. Peloton said Tuesday it plans to sell roughly 23.9 million shares of Class A common stock at a public offering of just $46, netting the company about $1.07 billion. The announcement comes as the connected fitness equipment maker is looking for ways to shore up cash amid slowing momentum for its products. Stock offerings are often uh, pursued by public companies to take advantage of a growing share price. But Peloton's market has plunged this year. The reason it's plunged this year is because New Year's Day ended, you know, New Year's Day 2020 or, you know, January 2020 ended uh, for, (laughs) ended uh, just, you know, over the last couple of months here. People aren't going to the gym, a.k.a. their Pelotons. Uh, but it, it does send a signal to me that things might be a little more uh, worrisome uh, as people, you know, as that that Christmas commercial they aired that, that was famously uh, made fun of by Ryan Reynolds a couple of years back. Uh, you know, as a Christmas gift, you could get your, you know, your significant other a Peloton. Well, I guess that's not really happening. So uh, they better figure out something to be able to stop the bleeding. Selling uh, discounted stock is not going to make it happen. But what will make it happen is if you could go down there and smash that like button. For I don't have my my smash button, but uh, if you could go down there, smash that like button, and uh, I'll see you in one of these next two videos over here. Take care.
And that will wrap up the entrepreneurs today uh, for November 17th. Now, we have the uh, extended here. Let's see. I'm going to refresh my screen in a second so that I can jump here in here with the chat. Let's see how this. Cameron says, anytime I visit McDonald's this past year, uh, they always immediately ask you, hello, will you be using the app today as the first thing they say? That's an interesting point. Uh, I guess it's a marketing tactic to get you to remind you that there's an app that to be used. But, oh, uh, <laughs> I was muted. I, I guess that McDonald's, uh, you know, saying that is is an opportunity for you to uh, to be able to have a, you know, it's that marketing opportunity to remind you that, hey, we do have an app, but it is kind of uh, foreboding that like, hey, you could just use the app and order and then you don't have to talk to me. And then that's one less job that we need in the, in the building. Awesome. Hooray. No, that's terrible. I am very much for those key positions uh to to stay in some uh in some way shape or form so uh don't i I don't love that even though automation is great uh you know to a point uh i think that it's important that we have a have some form of that kind of job available especially to our uh, younger generations to be able to get those kinds of interactions and uh and and that that work experience uh, Cameron also says Elon was just aiming for the greatest impact possible with one tweet. Absolutely, he always is. Uh, he, you know, it, it seems like he he just looks for ways uh, to rattle the world with his tweets. Uh, being uh, was it the richest person or second richest person on the planet? Uh, is it's it's absolutely insane. Uh, Sean says CFA needs to step it up when mentioning their app, though. Uh, can't tell you how many times I've missed discounts because they forgot to tell me. I'm, I'm assuming you're saying Chick Fil A because uh, they didn't. They 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 forgot to scan. Yeah. Well, I I, I don't have the the Chick Fil A app on my my phone. Uh, actually, I uh, I if I do go, I, I just drive in. Uh, but yeah, I, the. <laughs> The uh, I I think a lot of a lot of companies are figuring out that they could do a lot more with their app and and uh, it definitely is is worth that time investment because apps are not cheap to create. Um, you need to put the marketing behind them so that people actually go and use them. So it definitely uh, yeah, you know, someone says it's definitely worth it. So much free food. I I, I was not aware. I don't go to Chick Fil A that ver- that often. I. Personally, don't care for the politics that they uh, that they've you know wanted to die on the hill for. Uh, but with that said, there are people that work there, and it does help stimulate the economy. And it's a more complicated issue than than just their political stances. But uh, yeah, so Cameron says, uh, "What are your thoughts on Amazon's massive employee turnover that basically suggests that they will quickly cycle through?" All the people in the world. It suggests they need to improve their work conditions, compensation, and or do more automation that replaces more of the tasks people are doing in the warehouses. Hold on. You know what? I'm going to – let me open up uh, – let me see. Oh, you know what? I, I won't be able to use my camera here. Oh, that stinks. Guys, you got to really got to fix this because, like, I, I would love to hit the record button on uh, OBS, but I can't. I can't see myself uh in the camera so so i can't do it and you said that last week sean make it happen tell somebody this needs to happen because now i can't record this video um cameron so 
that is a, a very interesting um, dynamic. Uh, I don't think I don't think that they will be able to get through turn over the entire planet uh, worth of people. And the reason is is we always have a supply of of you know teenagers that become of age to work. Uh, so you know, assuming they're not firing people every two weeks. Uh, it, it, it's fine. But the other thing is, is we all know Amazon is actively working uh, and investing in opera, you know, computer operations, uh, robotics, and things of that nature to be able to, you know, even pick stuff. So even small things where, like, the robot will go down the aisle and like boop, get the arm, boop, put it out and and grab it and bring it down. So I, I don't know that that's really the case. Like, I don't know if that's gonna make a difference. Um, you know, I, I, I do agree though that, uh, <laughs> he makes it looks like robot, uh, robot, uh, emojis in there. Um, I do agree though that they do need to improve their working conditions, their compensation and, and do more, uh, do more on the automation side. Uh, I, I've had people come to me and say that, uh, like, oh, you know, I, I'm just going to go work for Amazon. Like, I'll just go work in the warehouse. And I'm like, you do realize, like, you could go do that. Like, oh, you, you're they're offering uh, tuition and all these benefits and things. But, like, they're expecting an awful lot out of you in that time period that you're going to be working there. It's not like, you know, it ain't no desk job. And if you're, say, like a driver of some other place that in this case of the, the person I was talking to was a driver at another company, they're like, oh, I'm just going to go work in Amazon warehouse. Like, this is a lot. Like, this is a, there's a lot more to it than just showing up and getting a, a, a you know, a pay, a nice pay. Like, you could be fired without ever talking to a person. Like, your locker will just, like, f- literally tell you you're fired. Um, yeah. Uh, Sean says, have to say, out of all the warehouses, never heard bad things from UPS. So, UPS is great, but the pace in which you need to work at UPS has also got to be at a high level. Uh, and, and in a lot of cases, you know, that's, a, that's the case for a lot of places, but um, specifically U, UPS. I mean, they, they, you know, FedEx, all these shipping places, like, as long as you can keep up with the pace, there's a lot of uh, opportunity there. I know a couple people that work for UPS. I know a couple, actually quite a few people that work for the Postal Service. Um, and you just have to be willing to, to, to really do the work and be a, not just willing to do the work, but be able to continue to do the work day in and day out. Uh, Cameron says the report that also suggests that the employee retention issues began before the pandemic. The company's turnover rate among hourly workers is about 150% per year, losing 3% of its employees each week. You know, those numbers, um, well, everything's relative, Cameron. So things can things can sound a lot bigger uh, and worse than they actually are because of the size of the business. Um, so it's it's not always like here's an example. Uh, they talked about I think it was on Vice or one of those YouTube news videos um you know they were they interviewed somebody in the uk and they were like yeah we are literally trashing burning or trashing uh like twenty thousand dollars i think up to a day of of product that that could just be used by somebody somewhere and sometimes they're ipads sometimes they're macbook pros sometimes they're you know like they're high-end products sometimes they're high-end products it's not just low-end like you know garbage things but um 
because they people don't I guess don't pay their their uh, their handling fee or their their storage fees uh, for Amazon. So those that's something to, to take into consideration there. Uh, but that's, that was just like $20,000 a day. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was a day for one location. And they have, obviously they have locations all across the UK and all across the most of the world, uh, or, or the, you know, a good chunk of the world. So, uh, it, it, it is, it is, it is pretty wild to think about. Uh, but you know, $20,000 a day is like, well, if that, if they got rid of you know twenty MacBooks, which they could easily donate that to a school, but they don't want to because they obviously, if you give things away for free, then it doesn't incentivize people to buy them and do work for said goods and blah blah blah. We talked about this here on the Entrepreneur News before with the you know the buy one give one uh, like Tom's shoes, how how that hurts the economy of uh, the countries in which Tom's is giving those shoes to. Um, yeah, it's it's not. Uh, it, yeah, it's not it's it's not necessarily great, but uh, just keep in mind, Cameron. Everything is relative. Everything is relative uh, to to a situation. Uh, and in Amazon's case, yeah, the turnover rate among high hourly workers is 150 percent per year, losing three uh, percent of its employees each week. I mean, 150 percent a year is a lot, but. I also say numbers, uh, while numbers don't lie, numbers can definitely be painted in a way that make, you know, it's more, for the story you want to tell. And 150, 50%, I mean, that sounds like every, I mean, 3% a week sounds like a lot. But when you have locations all across the, like the, just the U.S. alone, I mean, we have, I have like four Amazon distribution centers, like within, three miles five miles of me so uh it's it's kind of crazy uh and when you think about that it's it just it just it just looks or sounds like a lot but it might not actually now if it was three percent per location then all of a sudden that would be that would be a lot because i mean each location they might have you know a couple thousand people working i mean i know the local amazon one of the local amazons here uh, they do a hiring event like every single week at the local ho- Holiday Inn here, where I hold my uh, conferences at, and yeah, like that it, they just they can never get enough people. They're just constantly eating up people, but they're they're also set up to be able to do so. And when people aren't able to do the work anymore, they just robo fire them, which is pretty terrible. But that's Amazon. That's what you get when you work there. You, you know, you win some, you lose some. I, you know, I don't know that I could. Uh, I don't know that I could work as even as a kid um, and growing up in a warehouse, working in my family's company. I don't know that. I don't know that I could have worked at Amazon. <laughs> you know, with the amount of uh, of demand that's that they put on those people uh, for the money that they make. Savage, <laughs> Sean says, Savage, Robo fired, welcome to the future. Yeah. I mean, it's Futurama. Like, that, that's, we are literally living in a no flying car zone Futurama. <laughs> that's, that's where we're at, basically. Uh, and, and it's only gonna get worse if that's, if that's their, ta- if, you know, if that's the view of point that you want to look at it. But, uh, but yeah. 
So I, I appreciate you guys. I got to get out of here. I got uh, I got some other stuff I need to do today. So I uh, I will I will be back. I plan to be back tomorrow with some more news stories. Uh, so thanks again for hanging in there the last two days. I have an interview coming out with uh, Shark Tank business owner uh, Lindsay. I'm gonna pronounce her wrong name wrong. Uh, Lindsay Flybauer. I think it's Flybauer. Um, it's going live on my podcast over at superjoeparra.com as well as on YouTube at 11 a.m. today Eastern. So in 30 minutes, it'll be live. Uh, which company? That was Totes Babies. Uh, it, it was a video where I actually, in the reaction video, made a, uh, a, a profound statement that you can't just say that, you know, a mother's purpose is just for her kids. Because, uh, as as was stated in the video in the in the Shark Tank episode, uh, and I was like, "Yeah, no, that's not that's not that's not right. That's not how it is." Uh, you know, it's a tem- it's a it's a portion of the purpose. Uh, it's a temporary all of the purpose, but it is not the only thing that defines uh, the purpose of of a human being, uh, and and specifically uh, a wife, mom, uh, woman. Lady, whatever word you want to use, pick pick the word, put it in place. Uh, so yeah, it was a really great interview, and uh, we we got really deep into it. So uh, and business wise too, talking about the the just as, a business aspect, not just the Shark Tank side. So uh, and next week I have Bueller coming on uh, that was on Shark Tank. Uh, the oh, what's his name, Peter. Um, S- uh, Sol- Sol- Solomon, 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 I think, uh, was his last name. So, uh, come back next Wednesday for that. That'll go live at uh, 11 a.m. Uh, on Wednesday, the 24th. So, looking forward to that one too, uh, especially if you're in the tech space. He, he's pretty knowledgeable and he has a lot to say, a lot, a lot, probably more than he should have said, uh, <laughs> to, to bring out. So, Anyway, have an amazing day, everyone. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care.